Back to School Night was originally hosted on Thursday, September 10th via Zoom. Well, good evening, everybody. Happy Back to School Night 2020. It is my great pleasure and honor to welcome you back to school, our 56th MSD school year, and a very unique year, a very unique one it shall be. This year, our year-long theme is regrowth, which was inspired by a desire to regenerate our community, planet, school, to renew health and self. I'm so happy that the faculty selected this theme last spring because I think it's a perfect frame to all the work we're going to do this year together. In the B yesterday, I shared a link to the World Economic Forum, WEF, for the rest of tonight's webpage so you could preview some of their work on the coming fourth industrial revolution and its high reliance on education. Interesting, living through a pandemic and what feels like a test of our own partnership vows, me and you, did we get married? For mutual support in good times and bad, sickness and health, makes me look forward to what's next. So here I am sharing some of what some very smart people think of the future and how I think MSD is actually poised to own it. In the WF white paper, Schools of the Future, which was published in January of this year, they write, as globalization and rapid advancements in technology continue to transform civic space and the world of work, education systems have grown increasingly disconnected from the realities and needs of global economies and societies. Education models must adapt to equip students with the skills to create a more inclusive, cohesive, and productive world. This new model, they argue, must discard the standardized model of direct learning widely used in mainstream education today, a system that was largely influenced by the needs of the first and second industrial revolution when the mass production of uniform talent was used to fill repetitive, process-oriented early manufacturing jobs. Think Henry Ford. We know that many of today's MSD students will work in new types of jobs that do not yet exist. The futurists believe are likely to have an increased premium on both digital and social emotional skills. Today's MSD students will be introduced to wholly new business models whose workforces are much more distributed. In an increasingly connected world, future workers will be expected to collaborate with peers residing in various parts of the globe, understand cultural nuances, and in many cases, use digital tools to enable these new types of interactions. I've talked before about MSD's six C's, the curriculum strands that can be followed from childhood through middle school in our master curriculum before. Collaboration, creativity, cosmopolitanism, character, communication, and critical thinking. We've already been getting ready for what's next, while many education systems still rely on passive forms of learning based on direct instruction and memorization rather than interactive methods to promote the critical and individual thinking that are needed in an innovation-driven economy. In this publication, which I will share a link to on virtual campus, they call for development of an education 4.0 model to meet these emerging and necessary needs. I will argue that model has already been built and it is MSD 2020. Here's what they identified as critical characteristics and learning content experiences to define high quality learning in the fourth industrial revolution. One, global citizenship skills. 
They write, we must include content that focuses on building awareness about the wider world, sustainability, and playing an active role in the global community. Creating future citizens that enable a more cohesive world will require school systems to focus on helping children develop a general awareness about the wider world, an understanding of the interconnectedness of global issues and their duty and agency in playing an active role in the global community. At MSD, we have a sustainability lens that spirals through our curriculum and actually results in seminar studies starting in fourth grade that combine science and technology to build global awareness. We foster exploring moments in history th through the perspective of different people around the world at different times. Global citizen education also takes place outside of the classroom through activities such as volunteering, doing good, growing good food for good people to eat, community care. I say check on what MSD is doing to build global citizenship skills. Two, innovation and creativity skills. They write, include content that fosters skills required for innovation, including complex problem solving, analytical thinking, creativity, and systems analysis. Skills that enable innovation include curiosity, creativity, critical thinking, problem solving, and systems analysis, all of which are set to be in high demand in the labor market in coming years. The process of ideation and iteration and innovation requires active rather than passive learning styles. From an early age, WF says, students must learn to actively engage with material through critical analysis and fundamental questioning of existing norms and systems. Playful learning also builds these skills. Whew. In our Montessori pedagogy, concrete experience with hands-on material and the freedom to explore allow critical analysis to flourish and build. Collaboration with, the, with people of diverse backgrounds also help foster innovation skills. WF writes that school enrollment and classroom grouping should consider diversity across a range of factors, including gender, race, ethnicity, ability, sexual orientation, and language. I would say multi-age classrooms are also a key way to build in diversity of thought, experience, and skill into a classroom. The role and experience of being a learner and a teacher, often in the same work period, comes into play in each classroom each day for each student. Our classrooms and school community are stellar examples of the benefits gained by rich diversity of thought grounded in a spirit of collaboration. I know that our students carry this forward out into the world in their life after MSD. I will say these approaches, collaboration, curiosity, active engagement in one's own learning are often at odds with traditional forms of top-down direct teaching methods where students are passive recipients. The WF says that fostering innovation and creativity will require a shift toward more interactive methods of instruction, where teachers serve as facilitators and coaches rather than lecturers. Yes, this is what we're trained to do here. Guide, facilitate, encourage, support, cheer on the side. Check. Number three, technology skills. The WS says to include content that is based on developing digital skills, including programming, digital responsibility, and the use of technology. We must, and MSD does, help children develop healthy relationships with technology, understand principles of managing digital risk and security, and build awareness about their duty as responsible developers and consumers of technology. WS says the teaching methods that leverage computational thinking combining math, science, and digital literacy to help students understand how to approach problems in the way that a computer would, can support the integration of technology skills into school curricula. 
At NSD, we have known for some time that teaching students to think in connections is what makes learning stick. We're all about combining disciplines and integrating knowledge, and we can keep growing in this area. Four, interpersonal skills. They write, include content that focuses on interpersonal emotional, interpersonal emotional intelligence, including empathy, cooperation, negotiation, leadership, and social awareness. These are skills that enable children to shape future societies that are inclusive and equitable. As technology continues to automate routine, routine tasks, human-centric skills will provide a distinct advantage over machines in the workplace. In fact, employers report leadership, social influence, and emotional intelligence to be among the high-demand interpersonal skills of the future. We know that fostering interpersonal skills help children develop healthy relationships with each other and consider different views, which, according to the WF, can complement and augment other skills of the future. For example, a child who can consider the perspective of someone with a disability or someone with non-binary gender identity may be able to innovate new products, approaches, and services that are more inclusive of all segments of society. Similarly, a child who's honed their communication and leadership skills might be more able, more easily persuade others to activate their global citizenship and take action on economic and social issues. In an increasingly interconnected world, these skills will become ever more essential in shaping future leaders that champion more inclusive economies. And good news for all of you too, studies show that developing these non-cognitive skills in an early age can also have a lasting positive impact on individual outcomes in the long term beyond employment, including higher wages, better health, and lower chances of being involved in crime, something we all hope. I think actually, I know from our alumni out in the world that the ability to take multiple perspectives communicate effectively, know one's leadership style, and use it for good, how to be a good citizen, to do good in the world. It all starts as a seed in the MSD toddler program and builds up exponentially at every program level through eighth grade. Check. Four, personalized and self-paced learning. WEF says that we must move, move from a system where learning is standardized to one based on the diverse individual needs of each learner and flexible enough to enable each learner to progress at their own pace. They say that shifting to our personalized and flexible model can not only help schools more closely mirror the realities of work and life outside of school, but is also proven to show better student outcomes. One study shows that the adoption of personalized learning methods including designing individuals learning journeys, or I'd say a work plan, progression on skill, progression based on skills mastery and flexible learning environments had significant positive effects on student math and reading performances over the course of two years. Raise your hand if you are on board with this notion of individualized learning, no ceiling on ability, self-pacing sounds good to you. Who's raising their hand? All right. Me too. Yay, we're all in the same club. Um, it does to me too. And we must continue to champion this great cause. How wonderful it is that our students get to show mastery, ultimate concept understanding in so many great and personally meaningful ways. Check. Five, accessible and inclusive learning. They write, move from a system where learning is confined to those with access to school buildings to one in which everyone has access to learning and is therefore inclusive. Yes, 
I am proud that MSD has had a board level equity and inclusion committee for many, many years. This year, the committee is wrapping up on an audacious and pretty successful three-year strategic plan. We have brought in well-regarded national speakers like Dr. Derek Gay for two years in a row, Dr. Rosetta Lee last year, and this year, Britt Hawthorne is part of this work. We'll work with staff and also, and we'll also extend the opportunity to you as parents to partner with us in this work as well. This year, we have plans for book groups, more conversations, enriching our own MSD resources, working with community partners and foundations, and professional development to continue to make MSD as accessible, inclusive, and welcoming as we aspire to be. This is ongoing work, so I'm going to just do a little baby check. Number six, problem-based and collaborative learning. They write, move from process-based to project and problem-based content delivery, requiring peer collaboration and more closely mirroring the future of work. Well, we know that in traditional standardized learning models, teachers impart direct knowledge to students by demonstrating processes and formulas to arrive at one answer. These formulas are memorized and children imitate this, these processes to solve other similar problems. The issue with the traditional approach of one answer, rote memorization, is that today's innovation-driven economy and that of the future depends on the creation of wholly new ideas, services, products, and solutions, and there is no process or formula for doing that. Creativity and innovation cannot be imitated. They require individuals to try solutions and iterate based on how well those designs address the given challenge. In many cases, there may be multiple solutions and designs that solve the same problem. Such innovation can rarely occur through isolated thinking and requires children to work on building physical, digital, or hybrid solutions together. I also think it requires the mindset and the environment where it's safe to take risks and fail and get up and try again. A great example is the Middle School Science Expo every year. WF says that to foster this kind of creative thinking, education systems will need to shift from a process-based to a problem-based approach to learning. Studies show that this method improves student problem solving as well as their perceptions of the learning environment. It actually enables children to feel ownership of their learning and creates a stronger sense of community in the classroom. I'm sure you're all familiar with the story of Apollo 13 was to land on the moon after its April 11th, 1970 launch. It's been on my mind a lot lately because I've been feeling a little bit like we are on the dark side of the moon. To remind you, we had to abort the moonwalk after an oxygen tank failed two days into the mission. To get the crew safely home, mission control had to improvise new procedures from getting water to staying warm and actually a new solution to get home, looping around the moon, which was a whole new math problem. An MSD grandparent actually got the Presidential Medal of Freedom for solving this new math problem and bringing home Apollo 13 with no life lost. Who's part of that team? Innovation and problem solving are actually part of our MSD blood. Seven, lifelong and student-driven learning. WF writes, move from a system where learning and skilling decrease over one's lifespan to one where everyone continuously improves on existing skills and acquires new ones based on their individual needs. According to one estimate, by 2022 alone, less than two years away, everyone will on average need an extra 101 days of learning to keep pace with the changing world of work. While traditional education systems have been designed to decrease learning with age, a new system must emerge whereby people engage in lifelong learning 
to navigate future job disruptions. To realize this vision, a love of learning must be instilled in children from a young age. Here, here. I know that I'm not alone on a very steep learning curve that started on March 12th and continues today, trying to keep up with today's technology, new data, and ways of doing. To keep up with a world that seems like it keeps spinning faster and faster, we all have to be constantly learning. Fostering this growth mindset requires student agency to be a key factor in schooling. MSD's student-centered approach that honors and acknowledges that children are naturally inclined to be curious and the student choice built into our system helps to activate the natural inquisitiveness in each child and not squash it or extinguish it over time. From WF again, creating a love of lifelong learning also requires shifting to a system of learning for learning's sake rather than for specific rewards or to pass standardized testing. While assessment is important for ensuring quality and accountability towards outcomes, more progressive forms that incorporate student choice could be an effective way of teaching, of taking the focus away from test scores. Our MSG students do not work for a grade on the test. They work to understand and then build on the next layer to keep learning and growing. Every year we invite our MSG alumni back to campus for a special parent education night to share how they're doing and what they're up to and how they've been impacted by and also carry MSD forward. You can hear for yourself that they are well on their way to lifelong learners. <sighs> this has been a lot, both about our future of our world in the now of MSD. I look forward to talking about this more over the course of the school year. This stuff excites me and gives me hope on some dark days and I hope reassures you too. There's a lot, of, there's a lot to be disquieted about viruses, health of loved ones, an unknown future. I hope hearing more tonight about what experts think we need to thrive. I hope hearing more tonight about what experts think we need to thrive and about what we do every day at MSD gives you some well-deserved comfort. Take a breath. We have 56 years at MSD. Montessori has 150 years. I have some years. We have you and we can all figure this out together. And we will be better, actually beyond better, in the post-pandemic fourth industrial revolution future. Check. It's now my pleasure to introduce some of my partners in this good school work, future building work. First, the education team. And what we did tonight, since people can't stand up and wave around the gym, is I asked people to put their titles next to their name, so they'll wave. But if you're not on the screen, scroll through or... But I thought it was so important to introduce good people. So Rachel, Director of Early Childhood Education. Ann Hewitson, Director of Elementary Education. Carrie Ross, Director of Middle School Education. Magdalena, Director of Specials Education. The Administration Team, Tara, Admission Director. Dagmar, our Business Manager. Lydia, Director of Human Resources and Auxiliary Programs. Dante, our receptionist, who actually I think everybody knows. Um, Kendra, Director of Communications. Ashley Randall, Office Manager, Communications Coordinator, Zoom Spouse. Craig Bond, our new Director of Advancement, who has hit the ground running, lucky us. Bryce, our silent director of campus safety and facility. 
Mike Parafana, who I do not think is on this call, who's the assistant facilities manager, Nicole Kimball, our staff accountant, Linder, assistant director of admission, Johnny Wallace, who is not on this call, but he has been out at Carline. You've probably seen him helping you roll down your window and get checked in. He's our newest member of facilities. And our MVP this year, Chris Bowman, our school nurse. She's my MVP. Um, and I also want to introduce some faculty members that you will get to see in the classroom later. The specials team, Magdalena again, who teaches Spanish. Molly Trunco, who teaches Spanish as well at the younger ages. Chris Bangs, PE. Serge in the library. Elena in art. Laura Krugel Goodman, music and drama, who will be back doing videos on Monday after her cute baby birth. Caleb, vertical farm manager. And Lexi, our urban farm, our urban farmer. Um, I'm overjoyed that Caleb and Lexi are both integrating more of their farm program into the classroom and are now part of the special schedule. Also want to introduce the student support and wellness team members, uh, Joe Ri Chu, who serves as our equity and inclusion coordinator in addition to being our school psychologist. Tori Verley, early childhood specialist, demonstrating with children right now. She brings her work home. Um, and Chelsea uh, McKinley, our new literacy specialist. Awesome. This year, we also created two new positions to support students who've opted um, in for at least a semester of at-home learning. Natalie Wyatt is our primary curriculum instruction and support person, and Lisa Bird is elementary distance learning support. So, happy me to get to work with such great people and get to do this very important MST school work. Um, so, now I'm going to turn it over. So please welcome Steve Mastowski, our MSD board chair, who's going to tell you more about what they're up to. Thanks, Julie. Can you guys hear me okay? Excellent. You always wonder if you're just talking to the air or if people actually hear you. <laughs> so, um, well, on behalf of the board of trustees, uh, thank you to everyone here for being part of the MSD family. And thank you for attending tonight. Um, I was reminded earlier this week that back to school night is the one night when we have almost the entire community together to share information. And so it's important to highlight our most critical messages. So out of the many things I could share about the board of trustees, I chose three main ones. Um, the first one is just about board makeup and board duties. Um, we currently have 16 trustees. 10 of those are parents, four are outside trustees, and two are faculty trustees. And I will just run through the list of who those people are real quick. If you guys are on the call, I guess wave vigorously. Maybe people will see you. Um, but as far as parent trustees, in addition to myself, we have Kristen Brown, who's the vice chair and strategic plan chair. Brooke Flavin, who's our executive trustee and development chair. Uh, Vinny DiPietro, who's our treasurer and finance chair. Scott Porter, who's our secretary and policy chair. Lorian Butler is the PA president. Uh, Stephanie Poor is our committee on trustees chair. Jen Wettstein is our equity and inclusion chair. 
And then we have two new parent trustees this year, Lucas Barrowman and Kim Trogio. And then as far as outside trustees, we have uh, Greg Blanchard, who's many of you know, is an alumni parent and our former treasurer. Uh, Heather Mock is a head of school at Compositive Primary on the Fitzsimmons campus. Lee Quinby is a person who's held many independent school roles in Colorado and most recently was the director of the Association of Colorado Independent Schools. And then Walt Struby is another alumni parent and risk, he's our risk management chair as well. And then lastly, we have two faculty trustees, Emily Klein, who's a primary lead teacher and Joel Richardson, who's the middle school science teacher. So a big shout out to all those trustees for their service to our community. Um, as far as duties, if you've heard me talk as board chair before, you probably already know what I'm going to say. The board of trustees has three jobs. And guess what? They have not changed. Even as the school's operations have had to pivot to continue to provide the best possible learning environment for our students, the board's overarching duties don't change. We still have to do the jobs of <clears throat> ensuring the financial sustainability of the school, evaluating and supporting our one employee, the head of school, and developing and tracking our strategic plan. Yes, since the pandemic hit in March, we've had to adjust our focus a bit to manage the effect of a decrease in revenue while adding previously unforeseen expenses. And our head of school needs our support in more ways than ever as she navigates uncharted territory while she herself provides similar support to her team. And this year we close out our most recent strategic plan and begin to develop the next strategic plan. This happens to be an incredible time to reflect on a previous plan and evaluate how to build the next one. As hard as things are right now, this shift in perspective is helping us learn in so many different ways that we can apply to the school's vision of the future. The second item I wanted to highlight is about the results we see with our children from their MSD experience. Um, thanks to MSD, I was both taken by surprise and inspired by, the, by my kids this weekend. Um, one of the main reasons we're at MSD is due to what we have seen and heard about MSD students' ability to ad advocate for themselves. While I've been behind that idea 100% and appreciate it when my, I've seen my kids practice that role, I wasn't quite prepared for the first time that they really strongly practiced this skill directly on Elizabeth and me. So quickly, if you don't yet know our family, Elizabeth and I have been MSD parents since 2012, and Elizabeth attended MSD for primary and kindergarten herself some decades ago. Our oldest son, Adam, started sixth grade this year, and our younger son, Owen, started second grade. So here's what those two stinkers came up with. When I came into the kitchen Saturday morning, I was greeted by a typed two-page document titled YT, a persuasive essay written by Adam and Owen Miskowski. Opening with humor about how we would never allow them to have their own YouTube channels. This is also where I learned what YT meant. The essay proceeded to argue why they wanted these channels and how they would craft them so as not to interfere with non-screen fun and maintain their online privacy. I have to say I was impressed that there was an actual argument and mitigation measures to assuage our fears. But then the coup de grace was when Elizabeth told me that Adam had sent it to Ms. Jillian for review and editing before it was presented to us. So already after two phase in weeks, he is comfortable enough with his new English, English language arts teacher to seek out her guidance and assistance. We're so excited for what they have learned we might just say yes. 
but we'll see. So the first, third and last item I want to highlight is about the work being done right now. Earlier this week, Kristen and I had a regular check-in call with Julie. And in that conversation, I told them I thought I had less material to share with the community this year. But as our conversation covered all the things going on, even in week three of phase in, I was once again struck by how much goes into allowing for safe in-person learning on top of the typical work of running school. For starters, there's the financial cost to the school of adding new equipment, right-sizing classes, revising fundraising events, and the like. But thanks to incredible financial management and vision from previous trustees and administrations, we were able to weather that storm through this pandemic while the teachers, staff, and administration do the heavy lifting to provide a robust and safe learning experience for our children. There's also, however, a physical, intellectual, and emotional cost to this work. Not to the board, mind you, but to the teachers, the staff, and the administration. And while I don't want to minimize or neglect the challenges we are all facing right now in our personal and professional lives, I do want to highlight the fact that as a community, one of the most impactful things we can do right now is give the incredible people that make the school run every day all of the support we can. Yes, all families pay tuition, but no different than your paycheck, that tuition is only one aspect of the support that's needed. So what I'm asking is that when you interact with these amazing people, whether it's in Carlisle, on the phone, by email, writing on the virtual campus, at tonight's classroom meetups, whatever it is, first, be as kind and thankful as you have ever been. And also, if you can, go out of your way to be kind and thankful. This group is working as hard as ever in ways that they never have before. And those extra words, notes, and gifts of encouragement will go a long way to maintain our, maintaining our community's mental health and those good vibes of the kind of spread we want to see. And lastly, give everyone a break. So if a fellow parent or a teacher or a staff member or a student or your spouse isn't meeting your expectations, please pause before you engage and think about what they might be dealing with right now. Right now, everything is different, which makes it harder than usual, and everyone in our community deserves a little more space to be the best version of what you want them to be. So thanks again for being here and have a great evening. Next, I would like to introduce our development committee chair, Brooke Flavin. Thank you, Steve. Um, I actually have some slides, so bear with me. Oh, can I share my screen, Ashley? Okay, you should be good now. Perfect, thank you. All right. Maybe, there we go. All right. Everyone, my name is Carl Flavin. I am um, currently the chair of the development committee, and I sit on the board of trustees. Um, my husband and I have two boys here at MSD. Callum is in third grade, and Rowan is in first grade. It is hard to believe that this is already our seventh year at this wonderful school. And right now, during these challenging times, we are so fortunate to have MSD, a nurturing community for our families. 
now is the time for all of us to come together each other and our schools. By giving your time, talent, and treasure, you will ensure the success of MSD. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit last spring, philanthropy at MSD changed, along with a lot of other things in our world. Last spring, in lieu of our annual auction, our community rallied together and raised over $85,000 for the COVID-19 relief fund for tuition assistance, helping close to 30 families remain a part of our school. I am so proud of what we were able to accomplish as a community. Most independent schools, tuition does not cover the full cost of educating our children and operating our school. By keeping tuition as low as possible, MSD is accessible to more families and remains competitive with other independent schools in the area. The MSD admin team and the finance committee have done an incredible job of cutting costs during the pandemic. We have incurred additional expenses on top of our regular operating costs due to COVID-19. In order to open our school, mitigate risk, and keep our kids, faculty, and staff as safe as possible, our cost to run the school has increased due to enhanced technology to accommodate distance learning, cleaning equipment and supplies, PPE for faculty and staff, new air purification systems for all classrooms, and a new primary classroom to decrease class sizes. This year, the gap is $1,500 per student which remains much lower than many other independent schools in Denver. The annual fund helps cover this gap. Our goal is to have 100% of our families give to the annual fund each year. When we all give, we create a powerful sense of teamwork and a unified commitment to our school. Whatever you can give matters and it will make a difference. Also that participation number helps us with grants. There are seven buckets that your gift will impact, and these are tuition assistance, technology, facilities, Montessori materials, professional development, Montessori experiences, and a general fund for unexpected things that pop up and need our attention, like the COVID-19 expenses that I just mentioned. MSD is a stable, nurturing, and well-rooted environment for our families. It is our responsibility to support it and make sure it thrives. So please join us in giving to MSD's this year. And now I am excited to introduce our new Director of Advancement, Craig Bond. He comes to us with years of incredible experience and will be overseeing communications, marketing, development, parent association support, and alumni and community support. He is now going to go over all of the exciting fundraising events planned for this year. Thank you, and here is Craig. Thank you, Brooke. Um, yes, I'm the Advancement Director, and I'm very excited to actually um, raise money for the school in several different ways, including our events, annual giving, grants, and foundation support. Um, on the screen that you can see, these are some of our key dates for fundraising activities this year. And many of these we've had to pivot to the spring in order to keep us all safe. Um, as you can see, one of the very first um, events that we have coming up is a readathon, and we are working with Bookies, a local bookstore, to 
help us to purchase books where proceeds will come back to the school. Packets for that will be coming out on September 23rd, the day before we start our readathon. And then we have other upcoming key dates. The, the big one I want to kind of draw your attention to is Colorado Gives Day on December 8th. That is our annual giving day where we ask for, again, the 100% participation from families to support our annual um, funds. And two other um, events coming up that I'd like you to see. Grand Friends Day, even though we normally have that in November, again, to keep us all safe, we're hoping that we can get together on May 6th. And um, that's a great date for you to keep and, and save that date. And our fun run is still going to happen on May 19th. Um, and other things that you can do to support the school, I just want to highlight that Amazon Smile. If you log into smileamazon.com, you can select our school to receive um, a percentage of sales back to you. And um, with all of these events, I'm just very, very honored to be um, the advancement director and able to raise funds for the school. These are great events for you to get involved with. And most of these are also supported through our parent association where they give their time and talent as Brooke was speaking about. I would like to now introduce the amazing Lorian Butler to talk about PA. Hi, I also have a uh, slide show. Let's see if I can figure this out. Is that working? Anyone? Yes. Okay. Good evening. My name is Lorian Butler and I'm your parent association president for this school year. My daughter Riley is a third grader in the lower elementary program and my son Evan, check out that fantastic pandemic hair, uh, is a kindergartner in the primary program. I'm so excited to be speaking to you tonight and hope I can become a resource for all of you. Choosing MSD has easily been the best decision my husband Eric and I have made in raising our children. This was made even more clear during the last six months. I watched my children adapt to a really hard situation they had no control over. Yes, they were angry and scared and overwhelmed. We all were. But I saw Riley and Evan express those feelings, honor them, and then continue moving forward in healthy ways. One of MSD values is creating life-ready global citizens, as Julie spoke about, and I am seeing that in my children. There's no way to know what our children will face as they grow, and unfortunately, as parents, we cannot protect them from, every, from everything. Trust me, I've tried. I googled how to bubble wrap my kids a few times during the pandemic, tried it, and it does not work. But what we can do and what we as parents have already done is choose MSD to empower our children with the tools and confidence they need to face anything the world throws at them. Being adaptable, taking on challenges, showing compassion, practicing resilience, this is how I can bubble wrap my children for the world. And thank goodness for our incredible teachers and staff as these are the skills they are teaching my children. I'm inspired by them every day. Now more than ever, we all need a village to raise our kids. Even if it is a socially distanced, excessively hand sanitized, masked like bank robbers virtual village. And that is where we, as your PA, are here to help. 
The Parent Association is a volunteer organization that helps coordinate parent involvement, fundraisers, volunteer opportunities, and community building activities. Now, what that exactly means during the quarantine, we're still trying to figure out, but we continue to strive for a fun, caring, and inclusive culture that enhances our kids' education. The PA is made up of an executive committee, program level leads, and room parents. In fact, every parent is automatically in the Parent Association, so welcome. These are the members of your PA this year, and I'm proud to work with everyone. We love this school and are here for you, so please do not hesitate to reach out. Normally, there is an endless list of ways for parents to get involved throughout the year. Unfortunately, most of these events are not COVID friendly and might result in a big red X on your morning app if we tried to put them together. So we have used the last few months as an opportunity to reflect on how the MSD community can stay connected even when we cannot physically be together. We're working every day with Julie and her team to develop new ways for our families to get involved. And we have some amazing events and opportunities I'd like to share with you quickly tonight. Virtual Campus was launched last spring primarily for teachers to reach their students with education tools. But with a little practice, we have learned there is so much more we can do with this technology. In fact, the school has created specific pages for each program level. Think of it like a social media. You probably have your own page where you post and share things. And now, for example, the primary program has a page solely for primary parents to talk, share information, post pictures, or just something funny to brighten our day. The level leads will soon be engaging in each of these pages and to post things and update information. This is something our community has been requesting for some time and now we're so happy we can provide this as a new way of connection, but we need your help. Please log into the virtual campus and find your program under parent chats where the big yellow arrow is, join and then head to the PA page, follow us. We are hoping to use this as the main form of communication so we can stop clogging your inbox. You are welcome. Please reach out to any member of the PA if you have any questions or need assistance. If the global pandemic was not enough to be facing, we're also in a period of unprecedented social discourse. And MSD has always been and continues to be an environment of inclusion, equity, and acceptance. Our equity and inclusion mission states that we seek to reflect the world in which we live through our community of administrators, faculty, students, and their families. And we welcome each community members, unique experiences and worldviews. We strive to be a cohesive, caring community that is unified in common values. So in support of this mission, we the parents need to do our part and educate ourselves. We are launching the Parent Association Equity and Inclusion Virtual Book Club. This is open into the entire community, and someday we will meet in person. Our first book will be The Real American by Julie Lincott Hames, which we were lucky enough to have speak at our school last year. The school staff, as well as the board, is also reading this. Our first book club meeting will be in November, and we really hope you join us. Under the guidance of Joe Reed Chu, our school psychologist, equity and inclusion coordinator, we hope our meetings will inspire and foster good communication and good conversation too. The PA is beginning to develop an equity and inclusion research page on virtual campus as well. We're hoping that this will give our families some tools they need to reflect, educate, engage, and act in our homes and within our individual and collective communities.
Now on to some events that Brooke and Craig just spoke about. Fall into a good book this year with MSD, brand new fundraising event, the MSD Readathon. The Readathon is a school-wide event that supports students' reading skills and will bring new books to our libraries. As Craig said, MSD is partnering with Bookies for this event, and if families wish to purchase uh, in person, you can make an appointment, which will be described to you in your packets, and 15% of all sales will go back to our school when you mention MSD. They also sell adult books, and I bet you could pick up The Real American. Funds raised will bring new books to our school, as well as anything beyond their needs will use to offset expenses associated with the improvements of safety to our campus during COVID-19 that Brooke spoke about. We're also moving forward with the fun run and auction this spring. The fun run is intended to celebrate character, promote healthy exercise, and encourage health encourage leadership while helping raise funds for our school. The kids love this event. The biggest fundraiser of our school is the auction, which we'll be holding this, uh, this spring at the Colorado History Museum. The evening event includes a silent and live auction, food, drinks, music, and some amazing outfits. It's an all hands on deck school-wide effort. It's a really fun night out. So please try to get involved in any way you can. We will have volunteer information sessions this January. Now, none of this would be possible without the incredible work of our teachers and staff. They have worked tirelessly to create a safe space for our children. Words can, it cannot express my gratitude to each of you. We see you, we support you, and we thank you. Well, this is our village. I'm proud to be a part of this village with each of you. Things will look different this year, and I'm hopeful and excited about the good things to come. A school like MSD quickly becomes a second home for our children. And if this is their second home, then we are their extended family. And that's why the PA is here. We are all important part of this community, parents, faculty, staff, and children working together to make this school and our world a better place. And now back to Julie. Thank you all. So very recently, actually on August 21st at the age of 70, Sir Ken Robinson passed away. I'm very lucky to have been able to hear him speak in person three times, inviting him out to drink boldly with a small MSD team once. Here's the book that he signed for me at this time, and you can see it's all dog-eared. I'm a super fan. And I was very sad, very affected by his passing because we lost an important light and an important time. He said, we have to rethink the fundamental principles on which we are educating our children. Sir Ken Robinson, a great defender of children around the world, was a supporter of Montessori at an education conference in 2016. And it wasn't a Montessori conference either, it was a general education conference. He said, I think it's important to say that we know what the solutions look like in education. This isn't like curing cancer, where we don't know and we're thrashing around. There are great schools everywhere that are achieving high results. If you want just one example, the Montessori system. Sir Ken gave one of the most popular TED Talks, over 67 million views and counting in the history of TED. Do schools kill creativity? I urge you to please watch it if you have not. I'll post that also on virtual campus. Um, I wanna just share my screen for a moment and just share the last two minutes quickly, so. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I believe our only hope for the future is to adopt a new conception of human ecology, one in which we start to reconstitute our conception of the richness of human capacity. Our education system has mined our minds in the way that we strip mined the earth for a particular commodity. And for the future, it won't serve us. We have to rethink the fundamental principles on which we're educating our children. There was a wonderful quote by Jonas Salk who said, if you were to, uh, if all the insects were to disappear from the earth, uh, within 50 years, all life on earth would end. If all human beings disappeared from the earth, within 50 years, all forms of life would flourish. And he's right. What Ted celebrates is the gift of the human imagination. We have to be careful now that we use this gift wisely and that we avert some of the scenarios that we've talked about. And the only way we'll do it is by seeing our creative capacities for the richness they are and seeing our children for the hope that they are. And our task is to educate their whole being so they can face this future. By the way, we may not see the future, but they will. And our job is to help them make something of it. Thank you very much. Stop sharing. So, say here, here to that. I hope you sleep a little better tonight knowing, I think, that you excelled in your school choice today, now, and in the many better years to come once we come back around that Apollo moon. I sleep better knowing that our future is indeed in good, even though maybe tiny MSD hands, and that we do better work when we are together. I want to thank you all for your continued support and partnership. Onward and upward indeed. By my count, you guys have six minutes before classroom visits start. So what I would encourage you to do is to go get some cheese and some crackers, perhaps a cold beverage. You're going to log off of this call. There are two sessions for classroom visits, one at 7, one at 7.30. You have separate Zoom invitations for that, but you guys have five minutes. Pretend right now that you're walking out of the gym and you're like, what? Tacos? No way. And you're still walking to your classroom. So I'll see you guys around and thank you guys for attending. I hope you hear some of what we talked about this just now in those classroom visits because we're a pretty magical place to be. Those teachers do good work. So enjoy your time. Thank you for, for your time tonight. Bye, everybody.